0: Welcome to another edition of the SC Report, round 14 is uh, closely coming up tomorrow night we kick off and it's when here joined, well, welcome back JT.
2: Thanks mate, a little one week sabbatical but glad to see I still got a job. Just, Lakey was pretty good last weekend. Yeah, apart from all that 7,000 hours of uh, Newcastle Knights talk and, and Kaelin Ponger love fest that was going on here but... Happy for all the Cowboys listeners out there, you finally got your North Queensland boy back. There'll be plenty of discussion about me boys and how they were robbed last week, don't worry. Alright, enough of the Cowboys, mate. <laughs> what is ahead on the podcast tonight? Alright, well, it's sort of a normal, uh, nothing run of, uh, too outside the ordinary here. So we got our Around the Grounds, we'll go through and check in on how we fared last week we'll talk a little bit about the news that's coming out over the last couple of days and some team movements uh, we'll go through our welder's dog unpopular super coach opinion of the week we'll then do our two minute drill and finish off with captaincy and reserve options for and the also week. the your fired section oh well. and the your fire can't forget that got some good firing's coming up we do
0: i'm pretty pumped um all right, before we get into Around the Grounds, uh, a couple of things I wanted to, to get across. So a good friend of mine is doing the Dry July campaign, which is coming up, uh, obviously, in July, and it's for cancer awareness there. So I'm going to be putting a link up on um, on the post that accompanies his podcast tonight. If you'd like to support him, um, I would. A mate of mine um, likes to talk a lot of shit and has said that If we can get raised $1,000, he'll put forward himself $100 as well. So the amount of listeners we get, that's like Mm. $0.10 each, mate. So if you're there listening in, all you need to do is donate $0.50. Just do it Just for a fantastic cause. All the money goes towards cancer awareness. So um, brave man from doing that. He was one of the boys who was with me in Brazil, and uh, he definitely drank a fair (laughs) amount that time. So he's uh, having a month off, which is fantastic. Please subscribe. Um, it helps us a lot and also helps you in terms of getting the, the the podcast straight into your feed. Don't have to worry about going and downloading it or anything. It just appears there like magic. So if you haven't yet, subscribed to the podcast. It, you get everything. You get the SE report, Nick solo pod, Wendon's team's analysis, and whatever else happens. Why are you laughing, JT? Just look at the run shoot. Don't worry. We'll get to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it. Let's get on with the show.
1: Around the Grounds.
0: This must be the time of the week, JT, where you are absolutely dreading uh, discussing how we've gone and our rankings. What the fuck are you doing, mate? <laughs>
2: hey, so I'm not doing that bad. I had a couple of uh, poor uh, choices last week that, that kept me down a little, but it's not like I'm in crisis mode here. It's all under control. Uh, so I didn't actually crack the thousand. It's a little uh, left me a little red faced there, but obviously affected by Gutho, as most people were. And my uh... cut to the chase, mate. Yeah, I'm sitting at 3,396. Oh, bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> absolute know, shocker. Still within striking distance. Uh, yeah. yeah well, comp's not over.
0: Whatever. So I got lucky on the weekend. I'll um, give myself that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Absolute shocker the week before. Um, I'm up to 13 or 1,389. So um, looking forward to the, the next big buy round. Hopefully I'll um, you know, have a big one there. And that's what all the planning's for. The Young Legends, pod, uh, Young Legends League is up to fifth. All of us are sitting in the top 10,000 now, except for my mate, Will, who is absolutely dragging the chain. I've given him a good kicking up the butt this week and asked him to um, maybe pay attention and start using his trades to hopefully get us into that number one spot. How about the Wednesday podcast battle? Yeah, we're slipping a little here, mate. And
2: yeah, Obviously, that was me this week, but we've been... You've been just relying on Wilf, JT, absolutely you, stinking it up. you are killing the SC report. <laughs> that, that is what I was laughing at before when I read that. I didn't notice that in the initial uh, run sheet. Thanks for adding that one. Uh, but yeah, Guy is absolutely carrying that team. I think he's flying in the top 300 or yeah, something like that. So him. I'm actually ahead of Wilf in terms of overall ranking. So, <laughs> yeah. That's not hard, mate. That's not hard. Alfred Z, ex-winner, supercoach champion. Yeah, That's a claim to ex- fame. Ex-winner, full-time loser. <laughs> <laughs> he's counting his 50 grand as we speak he's, he still, is. he's still got it but, but that's it we are a little bit behind we are uh what's my quick count there 207 points in arrears there but that's nothing we gotta make that's, up a, that's ground, a good mate. week that's a good bye week we can do 16.
0: it i have full faith those boys are going to choke um mm. bit concerned about bear the other guy not too concerned about it but if you haven't um got onto their podcast yet it is fantastic mm. Supercoach champions um, i'm loving it uh, i really do look forward to to listening to that on the thursday um guys that actually know what they're talking about yeah, not yeah. like us just talking smack
2: and you know we're not stealing ideas because nothing yep. that comes out of our mouth is worthwhile but keep listening by all means we have fun
0: and just another quick shout out while we're talking about podcasts as well the nrl super coach all-stars uh, mm. is another one floating around that i think if you you haven't subscribed yet you should um i really enjoy that one too
2: yeah embrace the content there's plenty of it out there
0: This is the news. There is a heap of news this week, JT. We covered the teams last night on the winning uh, solo podcast or the team's analysis, so we don't need to do jump into them too much, but I'll let you just run through it because I know that you've been casting your eye over all the news today in particular.
2: Yeah, there is a fair bit going on here, so... Start off, I guess the big news uh, in terms of NRL DWZ Dallin Wateni-Zelezniak, is now a bulldog, effective immediately. You got a so name right? Poor, yeah, please, poor Christian Crichton owners out there, are absolutely livid. He's bumped their boy. Sadly, he's gone straight into the bulldog starting what, lineup. All zero point
0: zero five percent bonus.
2: You never know what pod hunters out there were looking at Crichton. Uh, moving on, so in the Warriors camp, a bit of disarray, something going on in the Kiwi waters, but a bit of gastro sweeping the camp. Any so, first grade players? Uh, Blake Green, Isaac Luke, Carl Lawton and Blake Ashford, so mm. nothing overly relevant there. Just do not go near Patrick Herbert, Ken Mamalo, RTS, please make sure that those guys are RTS is fine this week. <laughs> make sure they're Gastro separate. it up, RTS. <laughs> please. Uh, so, in the Cronulla Sharks world, so Sean Johnson needed to have passed a fitness test today uh, to be cleared to make his return from injury. So, haven't seen the news just yet as to whether that uh, was pass or fail, but you'd think, given how close he was last week, that he'd be um, very much. Uh, good chance of making that starting side. So uh, interesting play there. He's probably one that we'll be looking at over the coming weeks, uh, given how cheap he is and what he's done in this game before. So it'd be great to see him back on the park and just seeing how he how much he might be hindered from that injury.
0: Yeah. Look, David um, Riccio or Riccio, um, and also subtweeted by uh, our boy Stilesy, uh, is reporting that SJ is on his way to Canberra. There you go. Um, Big so. News. So who knows if he's going to play but he's on the plane he's on the way there.
2: Yep. I don't think anyone would be uh, scrambling to bring him in, uh, but worth a good hard... Well, I don't think anybody would go into Canberra unless they really needed to. <laughs> he wouldn't go the other way. Maybe. All right, let's smash Sorry through this, Canberra mate. Let's listens. keep going through. Uh, Brody Croft, another one for the Storm, has to pass con- concussion protocols to be named. If not, Jerome Hughes will move to the halves, as he did mid-game last week. And Ryan Pappenhausen will oh, Absolutely ridiculous. He is having a golden run. He'll go to fullback there. Uh, for the Warriors, Patrick Herbert was named in the team. He's back after one week off. Uh, personally, I'm steering a little bit clearer there, even though he's playing the Titans, just to see how if he goal kicks. Mate, they primed
0: him. They're priming him yeah. up. So Miss missed because, because uh, the quad tightness.
2: Uh, he's going to be flying and he's going to be coming in hot against the Titans. I hope so. Crisis averted. Thought we'd lost another one for 16, but he's back. Another one that's back is uh, uh, Semmy's boy, Caelan Ponga. Semmy's hey, boy? It's Semmy's everyone's boy. boy. Yeah, not my boy. Not my boy. After what he did, but uh, yeah, he's back. Really? He's- what? You don't have him. <laughs> it, every time I see him, absolutely kill it for the the nights, and I have to hear. Remember the time the Cowboys? Oh, owned that's this that's guy? right. Yeah, the I mean, still I mean, hurts.
0: Do you remember the time the Cowboys? Chose Lachlan Coote over Kalen Ponga.
2: Yeah, Coote was a just sensible player. He got the job done. He's what we needed at the time. Do but you remember all... the time? Yeah, <laughs> righto. We all talk about Kalen Ponga, but no one brings up Damien Cook being owned by the Bulldogs and someone else. I think the Dragons owned him at one point. Yeah, that's fine. Joe Fitz, if you're listening, stop making fun of me and Kalen Ponga. Look in your own backyard champ. Uh, Tom Dearden. That's an early champion. Tom did, and we had all buy planned. This guy was going to be the perfect little cheapy half that we could stick into our buy. Slow burning so cow. Slow burning cow. He was doing. He was doing a decent enough job, just building up, and then bam, off he goes. Sadly, uh, couldn't get a point last week. Left the game so early, and Zero. Uh, he's he's looking at least five weeks minimum, which takes him yep. beyond that. So round sixteen buy. So, so sadly, round
0: yeah round sixteen, no go there. Looking to to get rid of him before then.
2: Yep, a bit unfortunate there for the young kid. Uh, so talking about a few of the guys that we've got sitting in there from our round 12 by teams. So Mitch Barnett, uh, oh, he was your boy for round 16, but Aiden Guerra has made an appearance on the extended reserves. Yeah. So he was a mile off.
0: Yeah, about five weeks earlier than planned, yeah. but just in the reserves for the moment. So we'll just see what happens. Barnett has been playing those 80 minutes without mm-hmm. Guerra. Um, so I am a little bit nervous.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's the, it, was, it was a it was a tactical move to bring him in last week. You never could have foreseen that. Uh, a bit unfortunate for you there, but hopefully Guerra uh, needs a couple more weeks for you. Uh, in terms of our boy, Corey Allen, everyone's boy, Corey Allen, uh, Alex Johnson named on the extended bench as well and firming for a return.
0: Yeah, it could be the end of him. Yep, so not too sad. Although to I, I don't really think he
2: ever left the station <laughs> he didn't we're still waiting on yeah. that, that fattening and another one uh, this the raiders just seem to rehab them so well down there but josh hodgson could be back for round 17 after that uh nasty broken thumb so that would spell the end of uh, saliva havili in his uh, short little run at, at hooker there another one another big return that we've seen in the news today is dave So. He with that uh, wrist injury, he was slated for a, at least a month. I think. But, so that, does this mean he potentially could play Origin Game Two? Well, I don't. I don't know if he'd play Origin Two or the, whether he would rest that one out, but be back in time for Origin Three. Right. So okay. Uh, it depends. I don't know if the Knights would want to rush him back. Personally, I don't know if the Blues would rush him back. So yep. I mean, given the fact that he looks or well, he's an option for fifteen, you would imagine he's raring to go for one to keep nine for sure. Yep. Uh, Teddy and Cordner. So, they've been in the news, a bit of rumblings around that one or both of them might be rested for Sunday's final game of the round. That's Mm. going to throw a massive spanner in the works in terms of Teddy.
0: I don't know. Like, I've heard the rumours from a couple of different places. Mm. There's nothing founded there around Teddy yet, and that's why on last night's podcast I just said I need to be a bit careful with what I'm saying, Um, Mm. but... Yeah, there's there's um, there's certainly some talk. Uh, it seems strange to me, but
2: um, I don't know. Yeah, I thought they were planning on resting him after Origin three, which yep. make a bit of sense. You you rotate these sort of guys around, but yeah, very uh, very wary of that one. There, so we'll
0: probably talk a little bit later on, or maybe we we'll just do it now. I mean, what I'm personally going to be doing is is, is shifting C and K um, into fullback. Yeah, um, and then putting Teddy to reserves um, and then having him as my final reserve. And then hopefully on Sunday we'll know. And there's a couple of players that are playing on the Sunday that I can potentially um, switch with him if Teddy is laid out.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, if you have any Sea Eagles, Dragons or Bulldogs in your reserves or your non-playing reserves that you can quickly switch Teddy to, um, that's ideal there. So, uh, easy one. You just stick the reserve on Teddy and then you wait for the – a late mail from our boy Stilesy, and uh, depending on whether he's a go or not just switch the reserve up. you would hopefully,
0: hopefully think we, we know that by the weekend or mm. the early weekend yep um, what about your mob the cowboys they' have just recruited drink water Scott drink water from the storm that was formalized today yeah. um, so that's pretty big news particularly with Cahu, um being out for a while um, you would think that the drink water should come straight back into that site straight into that side.
2: Yeah, they're, they're still up in the air as to whether he'll go there before June 30, which would be a huge um, uh, boon for us because we're obviously just in the midst of a horrible injury crisis at the moment. But uh, speaking of Jordan Carr, who's actually named on the extended reserve, so all right. surprising to see him back uh, so early. We definitely need all the... Um, all the players that we can get so in terms of drink water though that's a great signing i think he's two years from next year at least um he's 22 years old um he's he's going to be way better than that Kaelin Donger, Kaelin Tonga, whatever his name is. Well, speaking um, about Tonga, they've named their team. There we go. <laughs> yeah. There was a, bit, a lot of good names in that list. So Mate, they're up against the Kiwis. That side is refereeing. phenomenal. Mate, they are going to take it to, to poor old New Zealand like they did in the World Cup. But in terms of, I guess, the super coach relevant guys in there. So Andrew Fafida, uh, obviously the linchpin of their forward pack there. AFB uh, rewarded for a good, strong season. Uh, Manu Ma'u we Stags, uh Tony Staggs, uh, centre wing option, uh, Toki Aho, he was named as well, obviously uh, Tel Malolo and TPJ, so that is that is a huge that's, forward, that's pack. A studded, uh, forward pack. That's a studded forward pack, I'm not sure who's going to be in their, um, their backs, but maybe they don't need any backs to for their forward pack. Yeah, well, I mean, they're getting uh, Tui Lola here over from Leeds yep. in the UK, uh, he's going to come and play, I think, halfback, potentially, so... Yeah, I mean, it's a strong, strong side. So Very Kiwis sorry. got to lift their game. And I was trying
0: to find uh, today if the Kiwis have named their squad yet or side, and they haven't yet. So we can't really report on that. But you'd think the likes of Ato Harris. Um, Blair, Adam Blair obviously, uh, RTS, RTS. Uh, you've also got uh, DWZ who is their current incumbent captain mm-hmm. um, and there's a whole plethora of other uh, players as well that um, will likely be there and impacting us from a SuperCoach perspective, uh, Kemma Marlow um, too yeah. So um,
2: and obviously that those guys won't miss any uh, NRL rounds, it'll be during that round 15 sort of quasi bi week uh, rep round they're calling it
0: Yep. So is that it, JT, with the news this week? That's it. So JT, it's that time of the week where we jump into our Welder's Dog unpopular supercoach opinion of the week. This segment is proudly brought to you by the Welder's Dog with fantastic craft beer brewery. And not only the beer, but they've got some other fantastic stuff like ginger beer and a pink lemonade that JT yep. loves.
2: Uh, my girlfriend loves it. I just had to take it off her hands while she was in the bathroom. Really easy. The bathroom? <laughs> the, what are you talking about? <laughs> she left it unattended on the Jesus table and Christ. I just sampled hell it. Are you I wanted to make sure doing... it didn't get too
0: warm. Unbelievable. So, funny story about tonight's beer. Um, <laughs> I bring a couple in um, for where we meet to, to have the podcast. And um, uh, JT's a little bit thirsty, so um, no beers for Wennon. And two beers for JT. He's already downed one and he's currently drinking uh, the lovely stout. So... I'm going without tonight. Thanks, mate.
2: I also took a little early, Mark, from work and, and ducked down to the pub. But nonetheless, you were telling me that because your mate had inspired you so much that he's doing Dry July, that you would uh, take that on this week as well. So you you're currently got a full glass of water sitting there. Uh, I do. I'm like, responsible tonight. Good stuff, mate. You're just getting warmed up. <laughs> would love to see you do Dry July. I'll have all the welder's dog to my own. But I've got the stout in front of me now. It's warming me up. It's a bit of a chilly night here, so... Well, dog coming to the party yet again. They but, are. And um,
0: speaking of coming to the party, JT, yeah. it's time for us to announce our unpopular supercoach opinions of the week. Um, I might start. Yep. I'm going to be avoiding John Bateman. So, And I'll be avoiding him till round 17. So he's currently featuring in 13% of all trade-ins as at the time of recording this podcast, I think that's over 8,000 people are trading him straight back in. So I'm imagining that that's a lot of head-to-head players, mm. maybe. Um, I mean, I tried. I had a look into it I said, can I fit this guy into my side before round 16? Um, and it just meant that I was probably going to have one or two less players uh, for round 16 because of how much of the bank that it would take up. So I'm going to be holding strong and just um, sticking to my strategy of getting 15 to 16, even 17 players for round 16 if I can, um, just because of how much of a shock I had in round 12. And then Bateman will be my first trade in uh, in round 17 for maybe like a a Sherry Mm. or even uh, the likes of a Lomax who uh, could increase really nicely in price now.
2: Yep, I like that and probably agree with you there in, in terms of avoiding John Bateman. So the round 16 bye week is your last chance to, to throw a Hail Mary or do something massive to, to get a jump on the rest of the, the crowd. So the fact that you're almost contemplating putting a full 17 on the park is huge. And to me, I think anywhere from, say, maybe 13 or more for this round. I'm spring, going all out, probably, mate. Yeah, all out. More, all out. Why not? After um, the round
0: 12 carnage, I think I scored uh, under 800, definitely did. Yep. Um, I lost a lot of rankings then. Um yeah, I've just got to go all out. And the players that I'm look, looking to bring in I think are, are pretty good and most of them I could carry for the run home. It seems like it's a stronger um, set of team list and maybe super coach players than round mm. 12. Yep. Uh, and the way I'm shaping up at the moment is I'll have around about 9 to 10 trades for the run home after that, So, mm. um, which I think is enough. But um, before we get on to your player, we'll just announce that next week we're going to do a, a buy special, so round 16 special um whole sc report dedicated to um who we think are the best players to be trading in particularly leading into the super trade week um and uh just how to manage that so we're not going to spend too much time on that this week jt what is your uh welders dog super coach unpopular opinion of the
2: week so my welders dog super (laughs) i can't even say it welders dog unpopular yeah that's it this stout Welder's dog, unpopular super coach opinion of the week is that Roger Tuivasa-Sheck RTS, is still definitely a buy this week, and I'm actually bringing him into my side, so everyone's looked at the break even, it's yeah, 120, 130, something ridiculous, uh, every chance that he could hit that against the hapless Titans at what we hope is a sunny Gold Coast on Friday night. So he, he loves playing the Titans. He, he turned up on them last year. He's got a very healthy average against them, I think, in the 70s um, across his career. Uh, he's a guy that you're going to get into your side either way, one way or the other, before round 16, RTS has to be in your, your side, just based on who he is, the pedigree he's got in this game. And also the fact, I think a lot of people are ignoring the fact that this guy was going massive at the start of the year. Not like crazy, turbo, 120-plus scores, but just genuinely just nailing 60-plus every single week. Lots of 80s in there. Yeah, a lot of them. And the Warriors weren't doing that fantastically um, across that, that run. So the last couple of games, it's been wet. It's been slippery. Uh, they played the Storm last week. It was a shocker. They played the Broncos the round before that. That was an absolute bludger of a game. Nothing was going right for him. Yep. I think that's holding him back a little. So obviously the break-even, you're going to lose more than likely lose cash this week bringing him in but i'm looking at the points mm-hmm. and i want the points this week against the titans this is where the warriors need to start hitting form they've had a tough run yep and if if there are any chance in this comp they need to be smashing the titans on the goldie sorry sparky the one titans fan that probably listens to this pod but they are they need to go to town this week so uh, how many points or where do you think the titans sit in terms of conceding points to full-back this year? So, as a fullback, so because you're asking me that, I want to say that they're probably stronger than we think. So, I reckon, yeah, middle of the road, maybe seventh or eighth.
0: Yeah, they're ninth,
2: um, which out. was really surprising.
0: Um, but in saying that, uh, they haven't had Cardi and um, Tyron Peachy in the edges exactly. defeating, right? So, um, I think you could um, read, maybe you, you shouldn't read too much into that stat, and I'm not really sure why that is the case. Because at the moment, um, I think overall this season, they've uh, leaked the fourth most amount of points to centre wings. And over the past five weeks, the second most amount of points to centre wings. Um, so I have been planning to bring in RTS and also Mar- Marlo, um for this particular matchup. Um, but that break him 136 and just what I'm doing and my plans for the, my trades over the coming weeks I really need that that coin uh, He's potentially going to lose up to 60 grand um, in the space of either one week or two uh, and that's this bank that I just need even though I've got a million at the moment it's this bank that I need to make the trades that I'm planning to. Mm. Um, will I be surprised to see him have an absolute blinder against the Titans? Um, no. Um, but I think that I'm just going to take the punt on Mount Malo instead this week, who has a break-even of 70, um, and based on stats, has a much easier or uh, more favourable matchup um, mm. compared to RTS. The other thing that I'd say with RTS, unlike Turbo, as what you brought up, definitely he can easily score a 60 to 70 points, but the 150 odd or 130 plus um, is something we're probably unlikely to see from him.
2: Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and I think if you look at the, the run home, uh, if he averages 70-odd from here on in, he's he's likely to get you probably up near to that turbo. If turbo keeps up what he was doing last week, he didn't look fit. Mm. He didn't look like he was... Uh, should have been out there. Um, and I think if, if Turbo's price comes skyrocketing down, skyrocketing, that's not the right word, if it comes tumbling down and RTS maintains that sort of 65-plus sort of average, he'll be an easy flip-up to Turbo for the run home. So there's
0: a, there's a couple of tra- trades thought with that too, mm. is that if, and this is a big if, if RTS puts in another poor performance this week, mm. um, and then what do you do the week after that? Because... Do you just go, well, you know what, RTS, maybe I'm just going to forget about. You're going to have him for 15 and 16. Do you just go, you know what, stuff it. I'll find um, another guy for my round 16 that's going to take his position and then just wait for round 17 to just jump all over um, all over Turbo because at the moment I'm looking at probably trading out C and K for, for RTS and to make that happen or well, for that for me to make that decision, I, I really want RTS to have a good game this week. As, as funny as that sounds,
2: mm. yeah. I mean, to be fair, the options for fullback position in in round sixteen are pretty dire. But you can um, just
0: so I don't think you need a fullback. You just if it's going to mean you can bring in say a Finucane or someone instead who could still pump out the sixty points as another number in your seventeen, um, that's another option as well. I think um, mm. the other thing that's holding me back this week is the fact that he does, he's going to play for New Zealand. Uh, and I think it is a slight risk to be having, um, long, uh, looking at him and Mau Malo in my side, you know, there's a chance that one of them could get re- um, injured in that test match.
2: Hmm. I think there's an ch- injury risk every single week. Yep. Um, I, don't, I don't think that sways me one way or the other, that he's playing that rep around. It would be nice to have him freshened up, but he's already had that bye. So not too worried there. Um, one point that I'd, did forget to mention is the fact that all this conjecture about Teddy and where he sits this week, um, it's it's a golden chance to have a, a good backup gun fullback yep. sitting there. So and that's exactly what I'm doing there. So if Teddy was to be an out, the only way that I could realistically see that ending up is is me getting Corey Bloody Allen as my AE. And not willing to risk that, I reckon I'm chasing the points this week. Um, as you said, like it'll it'll be a big game. If he doesn't go big here, as I suspect he will, yeah. um, I reckon not many people will own him come 16.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a valid thing. That's why I'm I'm shifting um, CNK down to fullback from my uh, centre wing this week, and and putting Turby uh, sorry, putting Teddy not not Tur- oh Turby, Turby would be a fantastic player. Mm. It's the mixture of a, a turbo and a Teddy um, as my reserve. Yep. Just in case he doesn't play. Anyway, that is all for the Boulders Dog Supercoach Unpopular Opinion of the Week. And now we're going to take a short
1: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Break.
0: You have questions? We have answers. It's question time. Why are you laughing, JT?
2: Why are you laughing? <laughs> so, and just went and corrected himself there. But he was just about to say that god-awful hog fawn is no longer... Mate, I'm the one drinking the beers here. Yeah, <laughs> you okay. cannot All get right. a name oh, right. yeah. Nick was right. You cannot get a name right. You're shocking. Hog fawn. <laughs> the old hog fawn's gone. Hog fawn.
0: <laughs> All right. So, it's time for the two-minute drill with no hog fawn this time. Uh, the first question is... Is it too
2: late to bring in Bronson boy Well, if he's anything, if you're anything like me, you've had him on your pine for two weeks straight and he's absolutely killed it. So in terms of uh, whether you don't have him and you want to bring him in, I think you've just got to cut your losses. Like you're definitely chasing last week's points. He's going to make a stack load of cash, but he's now at that awkward center wing price. Mm. You're getting a genuine gun at that price. Are you getting a guy like Bronson Sherry who's been on a tear but we know can go quiet in games. I don't think you... you If you've missed out, you've missed out. Uh, find someone cheaper. I
0: don't know if you missed out, though. So a break-even of negative 60 uh, covers round 16. Yes, he's priced over 500K at the moment, but he could be priced well over 600K. And, um, I mean, I'm personally looking to make money out of him now by trading him down to Bateman around 17, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so if I didn't own him, I I would surely think about it. However, I'm a little bit skeptical and I I did tell you this a little bit earlier and you laughed at me a bit, but, um, I'm probably not going to play him in my 17 this week. He's, uh, you know, they get cold, windy, maybe just lousy conditions in Canberra on Friday night. Um, the Raiders, I think, can concede the second least amount of points to center wings all year. Um, so yeah, I think bring him in, but is he starting in my 17 this week? Probably not. Who are the top two trading targets this week that can't wait until the super trade week, which
2: happens uh, after this one? So I think in terms of this one, the only ones that you can't miss out on are the ones with huge break-even. So um, I guess I'll take one here, but Katoni Stags. so I'm bringing him in here. Negative four break-even, I think it is. Um, got a reasonably good run coming up. He finally cracked some attacking stats last week. He's been on the bubble with a good base stat game. Uh, his price is about as good as you're going to get it for for a long time from here. So he looked good uh, last game. There got a couple. He might have got a junk time try, but you know, that's, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a junk time try. Yeah, I was late in the game. Mm. Broncos were gone. It wasn't a Milford junk try. Broncos were gone hilariously. Uh, I've sent a video to you of me shouting out <laughs> "Go the Titans" to some fans that left early. But uh, yeah, Katoni Stags for mine is a guy that's. Uh, yeah, probably can't miss out on this week. It's now or never for, for mine. So you've only named one uh, trading target.
0: Thanks for that, JT. Um, so for me, definitely Stags or you and Aiken as well. Both got negative break-evens. Uh, you're just going to miss out on that price rise. So if either of those two are in your radar or team structure, then now is the week to bring them in. You've got a whole heap of guys like a Cameron Smith break-even 60, Finucan 96. Um, SJ is going to have a massive break-even as well. RTS, spoken about all of them. Uh, they're going to be a lot cheaper in the coming weeks, and I don't think you're going to lose too much on not bringing um, any of those guys in maybe in RTS. We've already spoken about that briefly. The only one there is probably a uh, TKO who um, has got a break-even around about the 40s, I think, so he's probably going to go up in price. The other player for me is Mau who faces the Titans this week. Um, they've conceded the fourth-most amount of points to centre wing's. Uh, this year so I'm definitely going to be targeting him so the two players that I can't pass up on this week uh, Mau Malo and then also probably Katoni Stags.
2: so not a lot of must haves next, no. week, next week's the big target
0: speaking about next week JT this is our next question. question
2: here what is Super Trade Week Mate, it's, it's that mystery, yeah? we get a billion questions on Twitter, we get frustrated uh, people coming at us, but Super Trade Week is the, well, it's sort of a fortnight, but basically the pre-round 15 uh, lead up where you can make up to five trades in, in one round, so absolutely huge. So what will happen is that round 14 will finish, uh, all the, the players will go into origin camp or rep camp, whatever it may be, they'll then play their games over the weekend and then depending on the washout of that, we then have uh, the week leading up to round 15 to make five trades. Yep. So you can just, like, what always happens is that we just tinker with the sides and we make five trades and we, we move people around and all of that sort of stuff. But it only really becomes out, out of the origin game and out of the international games that we see who's not injured, who looked good. Uh, who you want to bring in? So, I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's a great time of year. It's wait. it's really like it marks. Well, it's beyond the halfway point now, but it really kickstarts the run home. Yep. Um, do you use five trades? Do you go a bit lighter? How many do you have? You got your hand raised? I mean, I think I'm we're making both, five. We're both attacking this this bloody round sixteen buyer, so we want to make as, as many points as possible. So it is it is the most important week in in Supercoach.
0: You've answered that for both of us. And then the only thing to add is then when we're coming between 15 to 16, you're back to two trades.
2: Yep. So those rounds, that, that pre-round 16 uh, week would be when you're targeting you guys that may or may not play Origin. Yep. So I'm talking there about your Finucans and your, your Matto. So, uh, yeah, that's it's a seven trades between uh, then and now. So that's a good little segue.
0: We might skip the next one that we had planned. Let's jump straight into our last question, which was – is it too much of a risk to buy the likes of a Madison and Finucane before round 16? Because both of those guys now are being um, looked at as a potential contender for the New South Wales forward position.
2: So at the start of the day, I would have thought it is too much of a risk and they're the type of guys you should leave for round 16. But with the news out this uh, today that Dave Clemmer is, is firming for that Origin 3 play, uh, that, that definitely uh, helps... Potential owners for, for both of those guys. So, Finucane and Matto on the bubble there for Origin. Maddo was the 18th man for Origin 1, so he's been very close. Um, obviously, a couple of great buys for for the buy week. So, if you are looking at them in that uh, super trade round, uh, I think you can breathe a little easier, depending on what happens in Origin 2, in terms of bringing them in. So, Maddo is obviously he's the more uh, seasoned gun, I guess, out of the, the two of them there. So, he'll be a massive trading target. Uh, personally, I'm still going to leave them until round 16 because we just don't know what, what, what'll happen, what. Uh, if it's a dead rubber, which we hope it will be, uh, go go the Maroons, then we, we just have no idea what Freddie's going to do with that side. So still a risk. But I mean, even worst case, you bring in and you bring in Mado. they're somehow named for New South Wales. And at least you've still got, you know, a gun forward in your, in your pack there for the run home. Not the worst, but still personally would leave, would leave.
0: Yeah, so I'll cut it short, a lot shorter than you, JT, because you don't shut up. That was a man. minute. That no, was a minute and 20, mate. Um <laughs> So I think it's definitely a risk with Madison, but less so with uh, Fanukin. I do own Madison, so I'm pretty nervous. Um, both of those guys, I'm probably just if I didn't own them, I'm probably just waiting to round 16 anyway. Um, the final question that we have here is, who is your most left field round 16 by coverage option and why?
2: Well, I'm glad I got to do mine first because I stole them off you. But Corey Norman dual position fullback 58, uh, tearing it up for the dragons last last night against the doggies. Uh, he was looking fantastic and he's obviously the Mitchell Moses of round 16. So we all know Moses is an absolute roller coaster. he's rocks of Diamonds. Corey Norman is exactly that, possibly with less pedigree. But looking at his price and what he's been doing in games this year, he's been surprisingly on the up most more times than not. So, five games out of his nine above, I think it was 60 points. So, that's that's unreal. So, with Ben Hunt in the Queensland sides and Corey Norman left to direct the Dragons around against Melbourne, uh, we all saw how that corresponding game went last year. It was an absolute points fest. So, I think Corey Norman, he's got a very low break even this week. If you are going to bring him in, it would need to be either this week or next. Um, but, left field, he's, he's the guy. Yeah, surprised so at
0: 440K, break even of three. He had two shockers this year. So in round six and seven against the Seagulls and the Roosters, he scored less than 20, excluding those games. He's mm. averaged 68 points per game this season. Um, he's definitely not on the radar at, at the moment. Not the worst option at all, particularly for the those who were considering or did bring in an Anthony Milford last weekend. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm pretty keen. Another player that you floated as well was Jerome Hughes.
2: Yeah, so he's sort of fallen out of the uh, or off the radar, I guess, of supercoaches. So we'd eyed him off as that fullback option at the Storm this year. Um, obviously, he hasn't gone great guns, but last week uh, sort of burst back to form. And that corresponded with him moving into the halves. So Cam Smith fed him some good ball there, and he, he finally crossed for some attacking stats. But he's definitely one who, like Corey Norman, is, is pretty low-priced at the moment. Uh, he'll be a very much a pod option Uh, for that round 16 and i can easily see people bringing him in at that um, in that super trade week Um, he's he's a kiwi international i believe so no risk of origin there Um, plays in a great side as we know and again like he was a pre-season favorite so maybe now is the time that he's warming up
0: so he's got a price of 451k Mm. which isn't that low but it's still okay Dual position halfback and um, fullback, which could be very, very handy. Halfback,
2: especially. 5-8 mm. fullbacks, but not a lot of half.
0: Break even of 15. So if you have a look at what he's done, obviously last round was fantastic, but for me it smells a little bit of just chasing last week's points because before that was a 29, 45, 52, 52, and a 28. Mm. Um, so he's definitely not on my radar, JT.
2: No, and he's, he's one that you can sit back and watch. The break-even's not you know ridiculous. He's not going to be totally out of reach, but if he puts two good games in a row together, he'll be very much an option for next week. You're fired.
1: You're fired. You're fired.
0: You're fired. So a segment that is uh, well and truly growing some legs, JT. I look forward to this one because... I love to kick people out of my side that aren't performing. And uh, before we get into it, we will announce the winner of the Your Fired contest last week. There's a couple of late entries that are coming in. And um, a couple of audio recordings as well. So with the extra time and next week's podcast, uh, we'll play a couple of those. And there's um, certainly a couple of quality ones about how people would fire Nick. And um, right now I'm looking to fire him because that Clanders has not been around for the past couple of weeks. Got no idea where he is. So uh, if anyone's found Nick or know where he is, I'm about to put a missing uh, persons report out uh, with the police. I hope he's actually not missing.
2: They'll turn up at his house. There'll be a gone fishing sign gone on, fishing the, on the sign. front door there. But no, we love Nick. But uh, yeah, a couple Do of it. welders. Do we? Yeah, he's, he's he's doing better than you, isn't he? He's about three points ahead of Nine you. Nine points ahead. He's, he's, he's
0: crumbling a, uh, a slow death. I but
2: yeah, a couple of welder's dog gift packs still on the offering there for anyone who can send us in why you would fire Nick.
0: So in terms of who we're firing, mm. uh, JT, what about you this week?
2: bit of shared love here, mate. We got uh, the, the same trade-out target, so I've already rage-traded him. It was about 2.01pm uh, yesterday, but Aiden Tolman, um, a front row forward, Mr. Ever-Reliable, Mr. Meat and Potatoes himself. Um, he did his job in round 12. He got that uh, fantastic 60 points, but we saw what's been happening. The bench rotation's not in his favor at the moment. He's he's done his run. He's done his dash. Uh, Aiden Tolman, one of my favorites, but Sorry, in terms of my side, you are now fired.
0: So I've got two this week, JT, and you've you've covered uh, one of the guys that will be trading out. But before I started, I went for a run before this podcast, JT. Is that
2: a rum or a run? A run.
0: Mm. A run. I'm not like Nick. I, got, I went for a <laughs> run. Um, mate, people who stand in the middle of a footpath blocking the way of runners, just fucking pick a side or sit out.
2: John you know another funny thing, on my way out of the pub this afternoon I actually I feel horrible about it, but stepped into the side like the line of this guy running past me. Oh, he looked like an absolute marathon You would be one After of those I, people. I, I was so embarrassed, like I didn't know which side to go and I'm <sighs> umming and r'ing. So it's it's hard on the other side, mate. When you people just plough on through at peak hour traffic and the footpaths there, it's not yours, right? I've still got to wander I've still got to stumble my way out of the pub. I need a path of my own.
0: J T. You're so
2: fine. <laughs> <And>, you know, <laughs> and if guy. you
0: don't lift soon man, I'm with your scores and help us get the across the line against the on the Wednesday night podcast challenge for the stake at the end of the year, oh. mate, you are long gone on the SC report. And I'll be looking to bring Lakey straight back in. The player that I am, apart from Aiden would be looking to say goodbye to this week, Corey Allen, you're just a poor man, Darius
2: Boyd you're fired. (laughs) I don't think you could put anything harsher down. Poor old Corey Allen. He's, no, he's not trying hard. He's, no, he's not almost going there, but, you know, he's, he puts that jersey on every week. He's going to be following Wayne around wherever he goes. (laughs) (laughs) The new, the new Darfs, but...
0: Yeah, so I'll be trading him out um, for Mamalo and then also Tolman will be coming uh, or leaving my side. And uh, at the moment, I'll be bringing Stags in um, as just a, a cheaper option, and someone the probably increasing cash, and also the dual position flexibility doesn't hurt as well.
2: Hmm. And just on that, that dual flexibility wins him out over Aitken for mine. So they're sort of neck and neck in terms of what I reckon they can produce. But yep. the fact that I can shove. Uh, Stags up to second row if I need to, or, or vice versa. You know that that it's bit, that's that's a huge plus for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if I look at this week, I'll be moving Tolman via Sean Lane to Stags, uh, and what that does is that prevents me moving Nicora into my second row forward position. Um, so I get to keep him down in in um, the centres, and and that also helps me keep a pretty strong set of reserves going forward as well. Mm. Um. So yeah, so the, the options for me
2: Just as, so before we go on As a Corey Allen uh, future non-owner Are you a little worried that this is the week where he scores seven tries? No Not at all Well, I don't there's know that, who, are they, the, who are they playing? The Penny Panthers They're, They're on, on fire, mate Henry, Yeah. yeah. Oh, three, in the, three, three in a row, they're firing Ooh, up. They have not faced the might of Corey Allen yet. I reckon this is his week. Uh, he, could be, he, could, he could be shafted completely, mate, if Alex Johnson returns as well, don't forget uh, Just rest up easy, AJ. Corey's got one more big game.
0: Uh, but us. thanks, thanks, Corey. Thanks a lot. I appreciate <laughs> it. And... Uh, I have a feeling you'll be uh, featuring in next year's uh, Simmons Stars mm. as the Corey Allen star, potentially.
2: Yeah, the Corey Catfishes, because the bloke catfished us into thinking he was a decent <laughs> option for the ball. The boy, Corey Catfishes, no, no. Thanks
0: for the 18 points, mate. Lo- lo- love it, mate. Your $90,000 was um, very much appreciated <laughs> uh, and hopefully have a good career that's about it for tonight's podcast before we uh finish up jt who are you captaining um from a VC and a captain perspective and what about any reserve conundrums because we're getting to that stage where we've just got our squads are getting pretty good uh and it's difficult to pick uh the you know you 17
2: yeah So, captaincy option, set and forget, Jason Telmalolo. the rest of the year. The guy's just an absolute animal. Yep. Uh, In terms of VC, though, I've talked him up enough, so I've got to go him. RTS against the Titans, 6 p.m. Friday game, uh, good uh, chance at a big score there. So, I've got a couple of players there that I can shift the captaincy to if I need to. Hudson Young being one of them. So RTS is my VC for this week, Lolo Captain. That's a that's a tight
0: one, mate. Just looking at that now because the um, Cowboys are playing directly after the Warriors. I hope you're not having too many beers on
2: Friday night. Oh, it'll be it'll be waters, mate. It'll be maybe diet lemonades if I'm feeling a little adventurous. But no, we'll have my eyes firmly fixed on the pig and whistle uh, big screen TV. Yep. In terms of reserves, though, uh, we've mentioned before Teddy being a uh, possibility of being rested for this week so I have to consider that and so I've got the reserve on Teddy at the moment but come Sunday if I know that he's going to be out I can easily shift it to Martin to power so for the moment I've got it on Sean Lane yeah depending on how early in the week that we know um, I can do some something around that but keeping my eye on eye out on late mail uh, teamless and all that sort of thing I'm just saving myself some options there so do not want to be called out with an AE at this stage of the season. No, abs- you will never let me back on.
0: Ab- oh, well, you're struggling enough already. <laughs> um, my captain selection, so VC, I'm looking at um, maybe Nakora um, tomorrow night. Um, Nakora? Yeah. Britain Nakora. Britain Nakora.
2: Who has not set the world on fire no, lately. No, but
0: SJ's back, I think. Um, yeah. And that could really open him up on that edge, um, scoring a try or so. So <laughs> he's one that I'm looking at as a potential VC option. and The other guy is obviously Mamalo um, as well. Uh, against the Titans, so I go Mamala. I don't know. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that Cora is going to fly tomorrow night um, with S J back in the side. But um, regardless, Lolo, mate, um, I completely agree. You just can't pick anyone. People going with Cook and everything. Lolo is just an
2: absolute monster at the moment. So I'll be sticking with him. And a po- great, huge possibility to get an, another eighty minute game this week. So McLean out. McGuire's gone to prop forward. Yep. So. Yeah, another Mitch Dunn gone out. as well, Mitch so there's Dunne, yeah. there's
0: limited options. They're struggling there, and he's going to carry the side again.
2: Yeah, and we just see what he does. He's he's just you cannot you can't see him going poorly. Leading
0: straight into the Tong game as well, he'll be yep. on fire. So reserves for me, I've got three guys that I'm looking at for the final spot, and that's Sean Lane, Milford, and uh, Sherry. Uh, at the moment, I rank them as Lane one, Milf two, and then Sherry as three. Um, The points around that is I think with Lane, you're probably looking at a pretty safe uh, 50 to 60 points. Mm -hmm. Um, Also against the Broncos as well, so there could be uh, points to be scored um, at their new home ground. Uh, Milford away from Suncorp Stadium factor. um, I'll be just playing him um, only at home, I think, going forward. Um, all All the good scores basically except for one over the past five weeks Um, that he's produced have been when they've been playing at Suncorp Stadium. There was the Roosters shocker. Um, They they played extremely well and won, um, but Milford uh, didn't score too well. And then, as I said about Brods and Sherry, I've just got some concerns that Canberra, night, cold game, could be a slippery pill. Um, I think that Canberra will will play quite well and turn up. Um, They had a a fantastic game last week. Um, And also, they're not a side that concedes too many points to centre wings as well. So after two back to back, or after back to back massive scores, um, I can just see him potentially having a bit of a down game this week. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll be leaving him out of my um, my starting side.
2: That's a big pod move because obviously everyone's just scared now that he's going to go as large as he has. So yep, hope it comes off for you, mate. Needs to he's score needs 40. to score
0: tries too because his base hovers around about that twenty mark too. So um, if he doesn't score, he's he's lucky to crack thirty to
2: forty points. Hmm. But the more attacking stats he gets, the the more he unleashes. He's a young bloke. Yeah, builds his confidence. Look,
0: I just I think that you're back at Shark Park, back him every single week. Um, but in Canberra, uh, I'm willing to take uh, a bit of a risk uh, and run with you know a, a, what I think is basically an assured or guaranteed um, fifty point minimum. Um, that uh, that I think um, you know that Sean Lane should get and potentially snag a try too.
2: Hmm. That's where I'm going with the pack. I can't miss it out again. All right, well, I think that's it, JT. Uh, we've smashed it out again. You really need to improve, son. <laughs> Please. All it takes is one week in this beautiful game we call Supercoach, mate, and we will be back. I'll be feeding it to you next week. We will get a champing if I beat you this week, mate. All right, well, thanks a lot, JT. Cheers, mate. Thanks for the wildest dog, hey. Yeehaw!